1: You're now listening to The Jillian Michaels Show.
0: Okay, so because man cannot live on electronic dance music alone, in my car, I have been playing these TED Talks, right? And there was one, frustratingly I don't remember the name of it, of course, I don't remember anything anymore, but it was uh, it was about the nature of love, falling in love, staying in love, and essentially, this woman did a study. Right, there was a study, and it has thirty six questions, uh-huh. and the suggestion was that if you read thirty six questions, if you ask and answer thirty six questions with another person, and then stare into their eyes, uninterrupted by, by by four minutes for four minutes, you can fall in love with this person, and the questions are things like, when was the last time you cried? In front of somebody, if you could wake up tomorrow and have one thing about you be different, what would it be? Um, like these kind of real personal questions. And so she had heard about the study and she heard that a couple had fallen in love off the study and gotten married. Right. And so she Wait, was. I have a question. Yeah. Are these strangers? Yes. From the start? Yes. Okay. Strangers. OK. Um, strangers. And so. <clears throat> So she's like, "Oh, come on." Right? This is ridiculous. She does it with somebody who's like pretty much a stranger to her, like a casual acquaintance. Well, they fell in love, they've been together like 6 months. She writes an article about it. It ends up, I think it's like Huffington Post or the New York or something, her blog gets like 8 million views. She gets calls from the Today Show and Good Morning America, and basically they're like, "That's great. That's so cool. Are you still together?" It's the number one question. And for her, it's like falling in love is the easy part. Staying in love is really the hard part. We should study what's required to stay in love. Mm -hmm. And the argument about why people were falling in love is it was about like feeling known, feeling validated, feeling heard, and self-disclosure. So you feel like someone's inquiring about you and they're listening to you talk— and it spawns these feelings of love, right? Which kinda of, which makes sense to me. Um, although if there was zero attraction, you know, you'd you'd wonder about it. But <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> then I'm watching I'm watching The Affair. Do you watch this show? No. Oh my god, you'd like I think you'd like it. Spoiler alert for anybody who watches.
1: Which one's The Affair?
0: It's with his name's Dominic something. Um it's on Showtime. Okay. I'm
1: gonna, uh, I'm gonna
0: get into it. This guy has four kids and he ends up having an affair with a waitress, destroys his marriage, um, the whole thing. And there's there's a a plot about a murder and all this stuff. So I'm watching the affair and this guy's an author. He's doing a, a book reading and one of the people, his audience members at the book reading, ask him, like, do you believe in love? And he he sort of equates love to religion. He's like, it's it's faith-based. Which is, to a certain extent, why when someone cheats, you say he's been unfaithful. He's like, think about that. The character is saying this, but I'm thinking about it, I'm like, this is very interesting to me. Unfaithful, and he's like, faith is like, if you love someone and you trust them that much, you kind of lean into them, and they kind of lean into you, and now you're like this triangle, like these two pillars that are supporting each other and holding each other up. But if one day one of those pillars is gone, you're sort of free-falling through space, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And he talks about how, you know, it's trust and it's faith and it's kind of agreeing to stay in this structure and this union and support each other. And I realized, and then this this woman in the TED Talk kind of goes on and she talks about um, making that decision every day to kind of be in that commitment right and to push through it because falling in love is kind of the easy part you you know you don't really know that person yet everyone's on their best behavior it's kind of historically charged but being in love and, and dealing with each other through thick and through thin through richer through poorer through sickness through health through other historical issues bankruptcies sickness all that crap being with somebody through that stuff changing as a person and trying to stay together like now that Heidi and I have been together almost pretty much seven years now it is a you know it is a decision to wake up every morning and go okay the grass is not greener Mm -hmm. it's greener where you water it right which is the argument that it's you're gonna have the best reward or reap the most out of the area you put the most energy in, unless you're in something that's fundamentally dysfunctional, in which case that's not love to begin with, right? That's some sort of history of abuse that you're playing out. Yeah. But, you know, a friend of ours <clears throat> is in this pivotal place uh, with his wife. And he's like, you know, the grass isn't greener. 10, ten I don't, don't want to be in the same place 10 years from now. And is it a choice to kind of get up and go, all right, things aren't great right now. It's not the most romantic right now. We are disagreeing right now, but are we going to gut it out and fight through this and find a solution and do the harder work? Or do you run for what seems to be greener pastures, which end up being just as Brown? This author in in the show, ironically is already cheating on the woman that he had the affair with.
1: Oh gosh. And I, I was like,
0: that's pff, priceless. Like, There is this story about murder, but honestly, you don't even need that story. It's so... I get that they put it in there because they're like, how do we keep this going? But in truth, it's just riveting enough to watch these people. Like, this man is the same guy that he was with his wife. He's the exact same now with his new fiancée, who was his mistress. Because he's not in therapy looking at what happened or why. Mm -mm. He didn't try to fix the marriage. He had an affair, and he was like, I've been in this marriage forever. And I think... That is sort of the nature of a midlife crisis, right? You you get to this point where it's like, all right, we fell in love, we had a couple kids, and now I'm 40 or whatever, and I only have a few years of my youth left, et cetera. And, you know, he's eating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching Jake go. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. No, no. I don't know. Well, now I can't concentrate because of what Jake just did. Uh. I was putting it away. Real nice chick. I completely lost my. What were we talking about? You have only a few years. Middle East. I don't remember. Few years of your
1: youth left. You just had some kids. You're married. Right. This is your
0: future, by the way. So pay attention. (laughs) So I mean, I think I think that's it. Just made me think about that. Like when you kind of, when you're at that place with your significant other where, you know, it gets a little hard, or you have the seven year itch, or whatever it might be, or someone is tempting to you. You know, you. What do you do? it's easier to think of a question to answer for women versus men. But
1: yeah, for me, I think
0: I'm just at a place where I'm sort of like you, you fight with everything you've got. Cause, cause if you don't fight here, you're going to have to fight with the next person. Cause I'm still going to be the same person who's broken in all the same ways. Who's going to create all the same issues. Mm-hmm. So I should try to work them out with the person I love, the person I'm with, who's a good person. And if you know that person's a good person, I think you fight for it. It's not like, oh, shiny keys, what's over there? Because I don't think that goes anywhere. No. Nicole.
2: You know I agree to an extent. Like it, I think you have to take into consideration both of your guys's wants and where you are going in your life. Depend, of course, depending on age. Like for me, I'm in my mid twenties. If I can't see the person that I'm with. Like, if I can see him altering his life path to be with me because we're just not coinciding at all, there's a chance it's not going to work. Right. That's true. That's true. But, like, if I fought for years to be with that person, knowing that we could potentially end up at the same spot, knowing that this isn't going to screw with either of us, making us hate each other, then if I would already fought to stay
0: there, I would fight to, like, keep it. You shouldn't know. You shouldn't compromise. Like, if you're with somebody who decides they don't want kids and you want kids, yeah, that's not going to work it's not going to work cuz you you that's a different a totally different path and that's where it's like okay you know i don't want to resent you we want fundamentally different things but if it's 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 more about you're in a relationship for a while you fall in your routine and if somebody comes along i just see so many people think the grass is greener and we did that great segment with Dan Savage do you remember that and it mm-hmm. was about how <sighs> You know, we're like, I I don't want to play with you anymore. It's like the toy a child doesn't want to play with. I'm not interested. I don't really care. I take you for granted. Well, of course, that person is going to, you know, someone looks at them sideways and they're like, oh, you know, this person's interested in me. They make me feel good about myself. I think you got to get up every day, too, and not take that person for granted. But I think that part of that fight is working through your stuff. Your inability to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. your defense mechanisms, your historical relationships with your parents. And and I think, you know, that's going to come up again. I guess that's what I'm saying. That's part of staying in love is going, wow, I'm having this major transference on you. You're reminding me of when my mom did this or my dad did that. And I realize I put you in this role and we're playing out this pattern. And here's how I'm contributing. Let me take responsibility for it. Because somebody might come along and you can you can start over, but you're just going to end up there again. I think that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I can see that. That's what I mean. Not like, oh, we're, we're you know you want kids and I don't. Let's fight for this. Or you know you're the abusive father and I'm a doormat. Let me stay here. It's more like if you have a good person, you know, but life is sort of taken over and all these complications of your history, etc., are playing out. Can you fight through your own? stuff to make your own grass greener can you do the work staying in love is not easy but if you're the a good person it's worth it do the work bomba's athletic leisure socks hello reengineered to look better feel better and perform better what could sound better am i right am i right Bombas.com forward slash Jillian, J-I-L-L-I-A-N. And you can get 20% off any size order for first-time customers. I mean, guys, doesn't get better than this. Plus, Bombas has donated more than 300,000 pairs of socks to those in need. There's a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like them, refund all the way, 100%, if you return them. Hello? How do they keep you happy? Well, they've got seamless toes. They got rid of those bumpy seams that are on most socks. I like to wear mine when I go on a jog. Yeah, Nicole stole them, though they're on her feet right now. Jerk. So go to bombas.com slash Jillian, get yourself a pair, check him out. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot C-O-M slash J-I-L-L-I-A-N, bombas.com slash Jillian. So... The other day, I'm looking at some, again, somebody posted something on Instagram or something, and it was like, people in France drink more wine and eat more cheese, and they live longer than us. People in the Mediterranean consume more bread and more oil, and they live longer than us. People in Japan eat more fish and more, you know, whatever. And they, like, went basically through all those trendy diets, right? Eat the Mediterranean diet, eat the, eat like a French person, eat like a whatever- and they, they kind of went through all the diets, and all these diets were dramatically different. Dramatically different. Uh-huh. And yet, everybody lives longer than Americans. And the joke was, I think I know what's killing us, speaking English. And I was like, okay, haha, funny. But when you when you stop to <laughs> think about, you know, all right, well, wait a second. It's obviously not the actual food, right? It's not, oh, I do more bread or more wine or it's the cheese or whatever, Stop for a second and let's think about what's what's really different between us and, let's say, the Japanese, us and, let's say, the French, uh, who have two... Oh, my God, their diets could be more different. You're not going to find cheese in Japan. And the French are not consuming, you know, rice and raw fish. Mm-mm. Two completely different diets. Both significantly healthier than the American diet, apparently. And, you know, this, again, it comes back to what's really the issue. And here... I mean, what do you think is indicative of a traditional American diet? Go on, them. Fried. Interesting. Jake?
1: Grilled, burgers, meats.
0: Really, grilled?
1: I think, I think of hamburgers, hot dogs, steaks.
0: Hamburgers? Like hot dogs, barbecued, and... not necessarily oh, okay. like grilled. That's, okay, oh yeah, barbecue. Hamburgers, yeah. hot
1: dogs, and steaks. So a lot of meat, meat heavy. Meats. Meat and like oversized portions. And like really okay. buttered greens and stuff.
0: Okay. Calories, overeating, fried food. And Nicole? I think like meatloafs and like creamed chickens on toast. Like a lot of creamy based
2: and
1: like loafy. Processed. Yes.
0: That's yes. it. Processed. There you go. So think about what we got. We got overeating,
1: mm-hmm.
0: processed, and just saturation of calories. Everything's fatty mm-hmm. and overly saucy and overly, you know, buttered and fried and just like a super sized. Right, Mm -hmm. and that's it. That's the answer. All three of those things. So you know, in France, that can't be it, Mama. That's it.
1: (laughs) I refuse to believe it.
0: That's it. That can't be it.
1: (laughs) It's the English.
0: English. Gotta be. I'm telling you, that's it. Yeah. Because think about when you go, like, the French might eat fattening food. They're gonna have a cheese plate, but they're not gonna eat a block of
1: cheese you know can i just it's don't funny a whole block of cheese if i can just interrupt you a little bit please one second so it's oh. funny that you said that because i was reading the emails from the podcast email uh you know we had put the call out for questions yeah. and there was a woman who had emailed us a french dietitian. oh and it was it, her question it kind of it I laughed a little bit because she's not wrong, and she was like, "Jillian, you know, can you tell me why are the portions, the U.S. portions, so large? Yeah, when they are so, you know, significantly smaller here in France, do you think that's what's contributing to the obesity of epidemic? Course. And I'm just reading, and I thought, wow, yeah. like we know this, we're talking oh about God, it, but dude. what it must look like from the outside." Like, what, what is scene? wrong with you people? Yeah, we're insane. We're the bigger is better,
0: you know. Like we uh, we went to a, it's a farmed table spot in Malibu called Alo, right? And the kids. Oh my God! You realize everywhere we go, I have to do half portions. Everywhere we go, mm-hmm. and for Lou and Phoenix, because you know, I can definitely see, and I don't, you know, I don't want to talk too much about my kid, but I can definitely see that. For her own reasons, whatever reasons, she definitely has some emotional issues with food. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, she's inc- an incredibly fit kid because she's outside all the time. She's not overweight, but I, I can tell. I just, I know it. I see it. I know it well. Mm-hmm. You know, she she like hovers over her food. She she inhales the food. It's gone before you know you even have a chance to blink, um, and she doesn't ever realize that she's I have to literally be like baby let's pause let's take a second you Mm -hmm. know let's pause Mm -hmm. and she'll she'll eat and at first I didn't really know how to handle it and it's like she'll eat and laugh and like throw up she's so full and that's when Heidi and I were like okay (laughs) yeah it happened twice at bedtime and I I made her laugh and she threw up and I was like oh my god all right okay and so we just don't put that much food in front of her you know because I don't want to be like don't eat that so instead I'm like let's just put a certain amount of food in front of her and let her eat it all right. and not say anything. But we go to this one restaurant and, I mean, you order an order of pancakes and it is three gigantic pancakes. Three of them. Gigantic pancakes with, like, a third cup of this strawberry butter and a side of syrup. And I, I'm like, you know, we split them because, again, and even that, I'm like, Jesus. she She eats one and a half. He eats one and a half. And I just was like, in France, this would be like Two small to medium-sized pancakes mm-hmm. with a dollop of butter on the side. A dollop of butter. Yes, they eat butter. They're not eating a vat of butter or three huge pancakes. And so, yeah, that's a huge part of the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't have that supersized mentality the way that we do. And, you know, then on top of it, their stuff is like real butter. Not butter flavor, fake butter. Yeah. Like, real food like here everything is fake flavor fake color fake fat fake sugar you will never see a french person put a thing of splenda in their coffee you'll never see it never Mm -mm. and i watch people do it now and i'm like why are you doing that you're like i don't want the sugar i'm like a cube of sugar is 14 calories 14 14 calories do jumping jacks for one minute and you'll have you're good to go you're good you burned your 40 calories (laughs) take the stairs twice today you're good on those 14 calories like why are you doing that and here's what's even scarier is that they they will have adapted to. I like the taste of it I'm like wow and I remember the first time I ever tasted my mom used to drink tab back in the 80's oh my god (laughs) and
1: my mom did too
0: and I used to drink regular coke the first time I drank tab I was like this tastes like fly spray yeah but you're—it's so you're, chemically—it is disgusting. Not mm-hmm. that regular Coke isn't disgusting, but just the taste of that fake sugar. I was like, "This is gross." And over the years, I adapted to it. I mean, I was chowing Splenda and all that crap. My mom used to use Sweet and Low. Oh God, oh. the devil.
1: Uh huh. And that pink, yeah, the pink Sweet and Low, blue and yellow, pink, blue and yellow, man. Ugh. But it's—it's it's like
0: you don't see that. You don't see it in Japan. No. They don't put that in their green tea. They don't do it. And so then I saw this other article the other day and it was like, what people who live to hundred eat, right? I think they pull it from, um, the blue zones, or I guess there's a new diet called the blue zone solution, right? Okinawa eat. So, so these are the blue zones and these are areas of the world where people live to be a hundred. Okay. Japan is a blue zone known for its sunny weather, blah, blah, blah. Eat something from the land and something from the sea every day. Seriously, you're writing a diet book about it. <laughs> Yeah. Shut up. It's so easy. Sardinia. Eat a diet rich in calcium and protein. Oh, you think Americans aren't eating all that meat? We are. And all the dairy? Sure we are. But it's processed. It's got hormones. It's got antibiotics. It's got pink slime, fake filler, all kinds of disgusting crap. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference. And then it's follow a Mediterranean diet. Okay. People in Greece enjoy a plant-based Mediterranean-style diet, which has long been touted for its heart health uh, and they go on to talk about like beans, potatoes, uh, goat cheese, lentils, honey, um, and these guys eat a small amount of fish and very little meat. Um,
1: I like that. I mean, diet. Yeah, like I, for me personally, I agree that's... with you.
0: It's a personal thing. I agree with you. Nicoya, I have not even heard of this one. Um, Butner cites the three sisters: squash, beans, and corn of the mez- Mesoamerican culture. From the Nicoyan Peninsula of Costa Rica. I mean, they're all over the map. So the point is, I'm telling you, the point is not what to eat. The point is what not to. Mm-hmm. That's the point. The point is what not to eat. And it's just, I don't, you know, it's not, oh, they drink red wine in France. That's the key. No. it's what is not. It's what not to do to your system. So, I mean, I know we hammered this into the ground, but I just thought this might sort of dispel some myths a little bit if you're running around trying to eat like people in different parts of the world. You know, it's it's not that they're eating meat or that they're eating fish. It's the quality of the food they're eating, the amount of the food they're eating, and the way that they're preparing it. All right, guys, Veridesk time. I don't know how many times I need to tell you how beneficial this setup is. Essentially, it's an adjustable stand-up desk. Great for your posture. Burns one and a half times the calories of sitting. It's great for your overall health. They've got 11 different height adjustments for people of all different heights. It's already retrofitted to fit any existing desk you may currently have, whether it's dual monitor, laptops, cubicles, you name it. The model started at bucks. All you got to do is go to veridesk.com, and it's V-A-R-I-D-E-S-K dot C-O-M for more information. That's
1: veridesk.com. Oh, love, doctor. Yes? We have a caller today, Rachel, who is... In need of your advice. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Okay, yeah, let's do it. So Rachel, tell us yes. how the love doctor can help you today.
2: Oh my goodness, this is just so cool. You, you just don't even understand how cool this is. But okay, so this is my question. Okay. I'm in a predicament. i am in been in a five-year relationship with my boyfriend who lives in Sydney, Australia. I'm in Louisiana. Okay. Uh, all my friends oh, wow. are in Louisiana and you Texas. You are really far and apart. so I'm kind of having extreme anxiety about going over there. I, I love this guy, and he's so awesome for me. But it's just a big move, and I don't know if it's just me or if you have any advice on the matter or <laughs> any of that. So if you could. Also, any advice or help me with something about it, I would greatly appreciate it.
0: Well, I, I mean, let's look at this for a second. Honestly, what is your what is your gut telling you? What do you want to do? Okay, well, my
2: problem is some days, I mean, my heart is literally torn. Some days, I feel like he is the only person for me, and I really want to try, I mean, Sydney is such like a healthy and um, fun atmosphere to be in. and But my, all my family's here. I'm very close to my mom. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel my mom wants me to go and be happy wherever I am. Mm-hmm. But I can sense that she is also a little bit anxious about me going, because I'm her best friend, I'm her mom, we both like to use each other as coping mechanisms, we go run with each other, we, um, I've always lived at home, that's another thing, I've never lived out of my house, I'm, tw- I'm about to be 21, but I travel all the time, um, and, you know, Luke and I like the same things, we've done in this relationship, we've really gotten to know each other's heart. Wait, hearts. wait, hold on, so, you're
0: about to be 21, and you've been dating this guy for five years, when did you meet, when you were 16? Yes. How? <laughs> I when I was sixteen
2: on a cruise ship. <laughs> and you
0: guys have been dating for five years how? We've just been going back and forth to see each other and um Okay, so you have been seeing each other and spending time together, correct?
2: Yes. We spend about four months out of the year together.
0: Okay. Um all is, right, so
2: this time. Okay.
0: <laughs> Uh, you know, here's what I I hate to say this. I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna, you're 21. So this is going to make me take a a different approach than I might take with somebody else. But at 21, I think you need to go. Just go and try it. I think you need to go. I I don't even, I mean, at 21, it's not like you're uprooting yourself from a career. You know, you're 21 and you live in Louisiana. I, you need to go. You need to go and you you need to go, go. And not even for him. I don't even want you to go for him. I want you to go for you, okay. so you get, okay. you get to experience life in a, a different part of the world. I, I mean, I think, you know, who knows if this, you're a kid. You know, I I don't know if you're going to end up with this with this guy. You know, chances are probably not because you're young. But you know, should you? Fantastic. If you don't, who cares? Fantastic. But I think okay. you know, you get to a point where you know, home's always there. Your mom's always right. there, and you know, you don't want to be fifty. i never got out of my town i never did anything ever i just think you can go home with your tail between your legs that's fine too but so (laughs) what you know autumn and i were just discussing in another segment it's like you very rarely regret the things you'll regret the things you didn't do Mm -hmm. more than the Mm -hmm. ones you did that went wrong and i can tell you at 41 that's the truth holy cow i just
2: i am young and i do know i have time to like figure myself out but I feel like a lot of pressure, I guess, for my family and his family to make a decision that way, like, if I feel nervous about it, like, just break up now because then you will save broken hearts later. But, I mean, I need to make a decision that I'm not 100% sure
0: on, you know, and, I mean. You're never, life wanna... is never 100% sure. There is okay. no 100%. And I, I think, okay. again, we just did a segment on that about how everything is black and white and life is gray. There is no 100%. Yeah. There are no guarantees. There isn't only one person in the world for you. There's 7 billion people in the world. I'm sure there's many. And that's where, yeah. you, know, we, you know, that becomes a different conversation of like, well, I fell in love with this person and is the grass greener with that person? And, you know, should I stay here? And, and make my grass greener by watering it and tending to it, which is a different conversation entirely. But there is no, you know, at 21, if you think that the world is 100% one way or another, it's not. And it's, it's, this is where you got to say, you know, I'm 21 and you don't go for him. You got to go for you. And I think you got to go for the adventure and you got to go for the experience. And, you know, you're you do not want to get to a place in your life where you resent your mom because you never lived your life and you will yeah. or where you regret the fact that you never got out of that little town and you will yeah. and i mean i haven't been to where you you're from in louisiana i i hear baton rouge is awesome and i love new orleans but the reality is sydney australia mm. is pretty great yeah. i love it i, I it's yeah. one of my favorite I places it's beautiful I so yeah. i think you know Go and and live there okay. for a bit and go to the with Sundays and go to New Zealand and go to Southeast Asia and backpack with him while you're there and just you okay. know, go be a kid and, and have a life and make mistakes. You know, now's a great time to make them. It's kinda okay. like I look at my, my kids, right, at three and five and I watch them fall off stairs and flip off the back of a sofa and wipe out on their bike and they just Yeah, they get a scraped knee. You know, and they cry, and they uh, bang my whatever. If that happened to me, autumn and I, autumn just autumn and I were saying like we need to go see the orthopedic surgeon because she just fell on an escalator. She's like my knee's killing me, and I was like, oh my god, I tripped with Phoenix and I fell right on my knee, and I I think I chipped a bone. I need to go to the doctor. It's like the older you get, the harder yeah. those mistakes are on your life, and the greater the consequences. Whereas at 21 years old, like I don't even know what we're fighting. we shouldn't even be go. Go. Okay. Okay. Go. I
2: think I need permission
0: to do that. And I was literally, I was listening
2: to the podcast I did right before with Autumn getting engaged. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Like, oh, my God, I'm never going to make up my mind. And I'm never going to. I was like literally crying in my car because you were engaged. And I wanted to be, but I guess I am so young. And I You're
1: not engage. allowed to get engaged. No. Yeah. I'm 30, okay. almost 36 years <laughs> old, by the way. Yeah. No, you're
0: gonna you're gonna be not be allowed to get better. engaged. That's not where
1: you're going. <laughs> To be clear, okay,
0: no, 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 no. We're not getting engaged. No, okay, no, 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 no. I put my foot down. No. So
2: just So I'm allowed to be a kid and listen to my heart and go and have fun. Please. And... Last thing, okay. last
0: reference I'm going to give you. I was watching. Um, I was telling the the girls that I and Jake that I was watching a show called The Affair on Showtime. And mm-hmm. this woman's upset because her daughter doesn't want to go to college and she wants to go model in New York. And he's like, let her get accepted to school. Let her defer. Let her, you know, sew her oats, make her mistakes, and it'll always be there. And she's like, no, yeah. we can't do that, blah, blah, blah. And he, he's like, remember when you you know, gave blood twice a week in our senior year of college because you wanted to go live with the Bush people in Tanzania? And she's like, yeah, but I never did. And he's like, and why didn't you? And she's like, my parents wouldn't let me. Oh, and and wow. you could tell that yeah, she regretted it. I don't
2: want it. that to happen. And I know my mom doesn't want that to happen, but I think she's trying to protect me, too. She's going through the NC Next thing because um, my brother is about to move away from college, and I think she just... Poor thing. But I do know that she doesn't want me to resent her either, you know?
0: And you will, so go.
2: Yeah, okay.
0: Go. <laughs> if you, tell her oh, I said if God. you love something, set it free. Go.
2: Okay. All right. Thank you so much, Jillian. I just adore you i was little after I, i'm walking in my little neighborhood where i typically listen to your podcast because so this is just surreal for me and then i'm going to go do your dvd after oh thank you buddy <laughs> and we expect a memoir well, just yeah. to
1: be clear yeah
0: Eat,
2: pray, keep us love. posted the sequel okay <laughs>
0: well
2: i want to start a blog so maybe you can look at it
0: email it to us and we'll post it
2: Awesome. Thank you so much.
0: You are the best. Love you. All right, honey. Have fun. Good luck, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. All she had to say was 21, and I was like, eh, go.
1: go. Bye-bye. I'm like, oh, man, I wish I was 21 with a, with a Australian boyfriend. Dude, at 21,
0: <laughs> I was working my ass off. Everybody glorifies the twenties. When I look at back at mine, I was working my ass off, man. Yeah, I didn't do anything fun. Working my ass true. off. The thirties were good. I liked my thirties. And the forties, I have so far, I have so much responsibility. I'm drowning in it. I'm hoping to get to fifty and like be like, all right, I'm good. I'm done. Mm-hmm. It just took on, you know. Thirties were awesome. I had enough money and not a ton holding me down. Forty, I've packed a lot
1: on my plate. Forties, a lot. 50 is right around the corner.
0: Thank you for that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.